podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. And welcome back to the Rock Shock Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Mitz. Today we have a, a special episode of the podcast for you. Special because I'm sure at some point some of you guys have said that you're tired of hearing my voice all the time. Um, this episode is going to have me here with Mike Plank, our editor-in-chief over at Rock Chalk Talk, at the very beginning here because we are introducing an, an interview that he did with Bob Davis about his new book. So before we get over there, though, you know, Bob Davis, longtime broadcaster for the Kansas Jayhawks, uh, among other things, um, you know, he's been the voice of the Jayhawks. For me, he's the guy that really has been – Voice of not only the Jayhawks but the Royals for the longest time. I have, used to have to listen to games on radio all the time. Really, really got so used to having him there. And, you know, I listen to stuff on the radio now, and it's just not quite the same. Bob Davis will always be the voice of the Jayhawks for me and the voice of, of uh, the, the Kansas City Royals on the radio. But, Mike, um, what, what about you? Like, what, what, what kind of memories of Bob Davis do you have? Well, Andy, uh, first of all, good to speak with you again. Um, I would like to second the notion that uh, I'm tired of hearing your voice. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I deserve that. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, no, my my house uh, growing up was one of those houses where we did not listen to the uh, TV broadcasters. We listened to uh, Bob and Max on the radio. And um, and, and so, I mean, I, I don't have any really specific memories of that, but, but my folks love to do that and even if the TV feed was a little bit off from the radio feed, you know, but, um, you know, and, and I made a, a concerted effort to do that um, on, I, I believe Max's last broadcast was the, uh, the bowl game in Houston. What, what was that bowl game called? Was it just the, or not in Houston, was it Houston or Dallas? They I don't even remember which That's one it what was. was. Yeah. They were they're playing Houston. Um, I think that was Max Falkenstein's last broadcast. And so I made sure to listen to that as I watched the game. Um, you know, and I just, I, I always loved, and, and Bob, I think, was kind of one of those announcers where if you were a KU fan, you loved him. And if you weren't, you you maybe didn't care for him as much, you know, uh, because, he, you know, he wore his emotions just kind of on his sleeve right there out on the radio. You know, you could tell by the tone of his voice if the Hawks were doing good or if they weren't doing so good. And, um, and, and, you know, he has those iconic calls, you know, the, the Mario Chalmers shot or the, uh, the Aqib Tlaib interception in the Orange Bowl. Uh, my favorite is reaching to Meyer in the 2008 border war, but uh, just such a, yep. an, an iconic voice. And, uh, and uh, you know, yeah, I, just like you, I, I always liked uh, listening to his calls. Yeah, it, it was funny. When I was going to KU, like whenever we would watch games in the dorms, like that was the thing we would usually spend the first 10 minutes, you know, of the actual broadcast trying to get it synced up. And someone would like pause the TV until we could get the radio to catch up or, um, you know, because, because, because radio was always behind the TV, but we didn't mind, you know, hearing other people cheering or whatever, you know, down the hallway or whatever that just wanted to watch the game with the TV broadcasters, because, you know, if you're watching a game, you've got to be listening to Bob telling you what's happening. Um, and honestly, I think the, the radio commentary, I've always enjoyed the radio commentary because I can, I can visualize what's going on. And when they're describing what's going on and you're seeing it, you, you, you get actually get to see the full picture. But they have a bunch of interesting tidbits, you know, because they've got to entertain you with just what they're saying there in addition to telling you what's going on. So I always find it to be so much more entertaining 
Um, I also can't stand some of the broadcasters today that, you know, I won't name any names, but I think everyone knows who I'm talking about, where they will spend, you know, five minutes talking about something completely unrelated to what's going on with the game. And if you were not able to look at the screen, you'd have no idea what's going on. So, um, but I don't want to belabor this point here too much. I'm just glad you were able to get this interview. I was really interested about the book. I'm going to have to get myself a copy after I heard, you know, kind of what you and Bob were talking about there. So I'm really excited. Glad we have this. And if you guys haven't heard about this book, definitely go find yourself a copy and read it because it sounds like it's going to be amazing. So I am going to go ahead and throw it to a quick break, like, like we normally do here. But when we come back, it's going to be Mike with Bob, and we'll just get right into that interview. This is Mike Plank uh, with Rock Chalk Talk, and today we have a very special guest, the retired uh, and longtime voice of the Jayhawks, Bob Davis. And uh, Bob, you have a new book out uh, in collaboration with Jeff Bolig called The Dream is Real, My Life on the Airwaves. Uh, Bob, just tell us, uh, you know, how is life treating you in the time of Corona? Maybe tell us a little bit about uh, when the idea for the book like this came around. Well, life's telling me to wear a mask and stay away from people. So I guess that sums that up. We're all in the same a little rocky boat on this deal. But I did, we, Jeff had been talking to me about doing this for some while. We've been friends for many years. And he'd done some other books about Allen Fieldhouse and some other KU-related things. But finally, I gave in and we started doing it. And he started talking to people. And we trying to think of people we should talk to over the, you know, 40 years of my broadcast life and it kind of kind of fell together and Jeff I think's had a great time with it and I sure have. Well Bob your book opens with you talking a little bit about your folks and uh, going to minor league baseball games down in southeastern Kansas and and how how that sparked your interest in sports and and you even got to see Mickey Mantle play minor league baseball how much do you remember about that? I don't really remember him playing he was playing my first year and he was 17 years old and I was a preschooler, but uh, he, I know he was on the team. The next year, uh, I had a favorite player on the Independence team, Bill Verdon, who uh, had a long major league career also. And I've gotten acquainted with him a little bit since that time. But there were some other guys in the Independence team that made the major leagues, even for brief periods of time, like Bob Weisler and Lou Crayley and, and some of those other Yankee farmhands. So that's where it started. Harry Kraft was the manager. He later managed the Kansas City A's, and Dad was the sports editor of the Independence Reporter, the daily newspaper in Independence. So he covered all the home games for sure, and I went to a lot of baseball games as a young kid. Bob, we've actually uh, spoken about this before, but you and I actually kind of have a personal connection. My dad was a a TV engineer out there at Hayes for a couple of years, right? Right after you moved out there, I believe he was pretty fresh out of high school, so I, I hope he didn't give you too much trouble. Um, but uh, you, oh. <laughs> you Those spent engineers, you got to be good with them. Yeah, <laughs> you spent quite a bit of time in that you know smaller market. I think sixteen years out there in Hayes before going to the you know quote unquote big time and doing the Jayhawks yeah. and Royals. Uh, what what do you think helped you make that jump? Well, I had done some. Uh, stuff at KU and some stuff for Missouri and things like that. And I'd been at Hayes for 16 years and I had the opportunity to go to KU and do football and basketball. And then that uh, dovetailed into a little Royals work for a few years. So it was kind of being in the right place at the right time, but it was, it was a great time. And I worked with a lot of guys who became very close friends like Paul Splitorf and people like that. Of course, Max Falkenstein 
was in Lawrence and we did a lot of games together. So that that's where it all came together, but it all started at good old KAYS. Uh, there are a lot of Max Falkenstein stories uh, interspersed throughout your book. Tell us just about the first time you met him and maybe what you recall about your very first broadcast with him. Well, we had, uh, I'm trying to think what the first, must have been the first football game of 84, I guess it would have been. I believe it was with Wichita State. But uh, I knew Max before a little bit. And in fact, he had an independent broadcast of KU football and basketball. And he also had other business interests. So I filled in for him on his broadcast a couple of times. So that's really where the association with Max started. Was, uh, I'm, I'm going to kind of jump ahead a little bit. Was 2000 fun the most fun you had broadcasting KU football just in general? Oh, you mean with the Orange Bowl? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that had to be the highlight. That was a terrific game, a great win, really good team, great quarterback, lots of other players, some of whom played for a period of time in the NFL. So, yeah, we've had some not-so-good days with KU football over the years, but that that Coach Mangino just did a great job and put that team together. And, uh, yeah, I'll never forget that year. Okay, and just kind of in general, not restricted to 2007, but do you have a favorite – call either basketball or football that you specifically remember like for example um you know a lot of people uh, myself included enjoy the mario chalmers shot to send the title game to overtime or or maybe it's a keep to leaps pick six in that orange bowl but my personal favorite was reesing to meyer with 27 seconds left in the 2008 border war i didn't know if you had anything that just kind of stuck out to you that that has your voice on it that that pass to carry meyer that was a great game back and forth and he got the ball to Kerry Meyer, and it was just one of those things that just you could see it developing, and it was just just semi-perfect. Not so much my part, but what those <laughs> guys did. Uh, they were they were great. And it was great. I was glad I could be along for the ride. Okay, that's that's fair enough. Um, you know, I heard a story, and I think it was Chris Piper telling it maybe that you almost got a technical foul at Oklahoma State one year. Does that ring any bells? Do you have any idea what he might have been talking no, about? No, I never heard of that before. I, th- I think he must have made that up. <laughs> okay. No, uh, I know what he's talking about, but I don't think I was that close. That close, you know, okay. <laughs> I, I criticize officials once in a while, or, or, or maybe criticize is a little strong word, but, you know, they're part of the story too. And, you know, if the, they make a call and, uh, you had a, I had a good view of it or whatever it was, but, uh, you know, that, that's part of it too. I don't think they were, they, they really don't have any, any authority over us. We, they, they don't tell us what to say or not say on the air. So I don't think, it was, I think Pipe <laughs> was having a little fun with that probably also. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure that was probably the case, but, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, you, you got to see guys like, uh, Tony Sands and June Henley and James Sims and John Cornish, some of the, some of the best running backs to ever come through. Oh, a- right. Hey, you, how, how do you think Puka Williams compares to some of these guys, uh, that you got to call? Well, he did a great his freshman year. I guess he's leaving from what I've heard. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm sorry about that, but yeah. He's going he's, to the draft, I think. Yeah. He's quick and he had a great freshman year. Uh, KU needs a little stability in the football program. Hopefully they'll get that thing put together. I'm not obviously very close to the program anymore, so I really have no insight to that. But they do have some good players, and I know they're trying to recruit more. And That's the key. Get the right guys. Do it like Mangino did. Build the program. Yeah, yeah. What uh, what are some of the continuing relationships that you have built with former players, coaches, 
uh, maybe coworkers that that you still cherish? Well, work, of course, working with uh, uh, Max was the was the big one, and we uh, said goodbye to him a, a little better than a year ago in right. a celebration of his life and time at KU. Uh, but I'm still close to guys I worked with there, like Greg and and uh, Piper wasn't at KU as such, but we did work together on the basketball broadcast. So yeah, I'll cherish, as you say, all those guys as friends and for a long time. We've gone through a lot of people, some of whom I'm really not, you know, really acquainted with, like the new athletic director, some of the people like that. But life goes on, and uh, they're trying to make it work, and I'm I'm all for them. Yeah, we're I'm we're all definitely rooting for them. That that's for sure. Uh, well, just kind of talk to me in general about uh, talk talk about what it takes as a broadcaster to prepare for a broadcast, a football broadcast, or baseball, or, or basketball. You don't just grab a microphone and and show up and start talking. Um, I hope not. Yeah, <laughs> hope it doesn't sound like that. No, you just have to. It, it builds as you work week to week, and you kind of have a routine every day of the week, and you work on the lineups, and you if they'll let you. Sometimes they will, sometimes they won't go to practice and do things like that. And you build up relationships around the conference and in the in the team structure. So uh, we're just like the newspaper guys, only we're doing it live. We're, we're working every week and preparing and trying to do an, uh, a solid job. Um, what uh, what advice might you have for, some, let's say, a young person who is considering a career in broadcast journalism? Well, you got to really love to what you're doing because there are plenty of hours. If you're looking for a 40 hour a week job, this is probably not, not the thing you, you want to consider. But I have, having had a radio TV background, I always wanted to do something like this. And I really wanted to do sports. And it kind of lined up at Hayes with the Fort Hayes teams and the high school teams and then uh, grew bigger at KU and, and Kansas City. So I was fortunate, but I also was in the right place at the right time. Yeah, that can be a big part of it, can't it? You bet. Uh, so speaking of uh, Fort Hayes, I assume you still have some some contacts and some, some friends back there. Did you hear from anybody uh, last week when, when they got their big basketball win in Manhattan? Well, I was following the game here. I don't know if I heard. I talked to a couple of people or texted a couple of people out there, and we talked about it a little bit. I still have some friends in Hayes, some former players and so on, but – uh, I don't get out there as much as I used to, but hope to have a meeting out there this summer as we have been with the former Fort Hayes announcers the last few years. <laughs> well, uh, Bob, uh, do you have, uh, any, going back to your book that's coming out here, do you have any, uh, I don't know, favorite story or anything like that that um, you're, you're excited to share with people that, you know, maybe is, isn't so well known or, um, Anything along those lines? Well, I don't know. I, I, I put several stories in the book, and uh, they were mostly – and the stories really aren't about me. They're about uh, the players and the coaches and right. people like that. I'm just kind of the conduit to, to spread the word. So you know, that, that's – I'm not the player or the athlete or the coach. They, they, they're the stars of the thing. But uh, it was great to be part of that for so many years because, you know, Fort Hayes State is such a, a great place. and you know, uh, our son was born in Hayes and Linda graduated from Fort Hayes. And I still have a lot of friends of former players. So that's where it all comes together. And I'm I'm just uh, 
you know, grateful that I was there at the right time. Yeah, and I I noted that you you actually mentioned that a couple times in the book uh, about how you, you figured out maybe early on that that you weren't the show that your job was to be the conduit for which other people could experience the game and the players and exactly and everything going on and and I uh, you know I I just that was very poignant that, that really kind of struck me. We're like a house by the side of the road. We're sitting there watching everything go by and <laughs> trying to report it and make it interesting and fun and. And for the most part, that's what it was. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, uh, Bob Davis, uh, his new book is available right now online. Uh, it will be available uh, within the next couple of days at select retailers across the state of Kansas. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone listening can check out uh, www.bobdavisthedreamisreal.com for retailer information. Um, and check back for book signing yeah. information. Uh, you guys are wanting to do a book tour maybe in the spring or summer after Corona's behind us, right? Yeah, so let us get out in public. That'd be great. I will try to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, that'd be awesome. Maybe we can uh, meet yeah. up and, and get an autograph. And uh, Oh, I'd be glad and, to. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so check out the website. Uh, you can also order it on Amazon on either your Kindle or paperback. Uh-huh. Uh, but, uh, Bob, uh, you know, I don't want to take up too much of your afternoon today. So uh, thank oh, you great. Thank you so much, and uh, you know, hey, love talking to you again, and uh, best yeah, of help to you. All right, buddy. Check out your Dillon stores. I know that's going to be a place around the state with the Dillon's locations in the Hayes area and Wichita and uh, places like that. So uh, keep an eye on that because they'll have books here fairly soon. Yep, that's that's what I've heard as well. All right. Thanks so much, Bob. Okay, Mike. Good to talk to you, buddy. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. And that's going to do it for us tonight. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you haven't already, please do go out wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, any of the other million apps that are out there. Just search for Rock Chalk Podcast so you can subscribe to the podcast and get every episode as soon as it comes out. If you can leave us a rating and a review as well, five stars and nice comments would be absolutely great. But if you can't do that for whatever reason, just let us know what it is we can be doing better. We bring the podcast to you guys to get you all the information you need in as entertaining a way as possible. So if you ever have any comments, questions, suggestions, people want to try to interview, anything like that, you can contact me by email at rockchalkpodcast.gmail.com or on twitter at rockchalkpod you can also get your voice on the show do that by going to anchor.fm slash rock-chalk-podcast slash message leave us a voicemail i promise we'll get it on the show for you but that's gonna do it for us tonight thanks again for listening guys and we will catch you next time on the rock chalk podcast Podcast Network.